So let us continue to pray for one another and always be mindful of each other. And like I said uh, before, um, we are in chapter 17, 2 Samuel. And um, when we met last in December, I did a little recap. And tonight I'd like to do a little pre-recap, a little, you know, introduction. Uh, notice uh, that many times in the Bible, when people are running, particularly people of faith, they're not really running in the in the usual sense that they're running away. They're running to something. They're running for something. They're running in spite of something. They're running because they're not being selfish. <clears throat> well, we started this series of um, study that came out of the, actually all this came out of the 11th chapter of Hebrews, people of faith. We talk about Moses. Moses wasn't so much running away uh, because the Old Testament interpret that for us from Pharaoh as much as he was being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Acts of the Apostle told us that clearly. So you know, he wasn't running necessarily for his life. That was a factor. And you can see how God worked with him over there in Midian and how God de developed and prepared Moses to lead the people out of bondage. So he ran for a greater cause, a greater spiritual um, um, lifting of, uh, of what he deep down had inside from birth that what God had called him to do. To do. We'd like to talk about Elijah and run away from Jezebel. And I'd like to remind people, yeah, he was running all right. It was a threat. But he definitely, definitely, um, was running to a place where he believed that Moses had received great power. Uh, and that's where he was running to that cave. The Bible sp speaks specifically of that cave. Moses himself, uh, you know, um, uh, again, um, when he, when he, uh, Met uh, great opposition to uh, to his, uh, to to what he was trying to do, deliver the people, according to God's instruction. Did uh, try to uh, go back and ask God for more power, and God said, "No, I've given you power when I encountered you uh, in the wilderness when this." Bush was burning, but not being consumed. So God, in our anguish and our running, if we 
understand that quite often that it's not just running away from the responsibility of what God may have called us to do. And it's not just run away from fear. It's running for something, to something. In the case of um, of uh, David here, we have spoken several times about David. Uh, as he ran away, uh, was running to a place that became very, very significant before his time and after his time, of course, is, uh, you know, in that Kidron Valley. It's a place that Jesus finally resurrected, uh, ascended from, uh, went into heaven, Acts of Apostle. It's a place that uh, Jesus prayed and received spiritual strength from the Lord. And not that Jesus wasn't running away from his responsibility uh, of, of being crucified, but um, in all his anguish, he prayed to God, and God gave him direction and fortitude. And as we said very clearly also that David uh, didn't want harm to come to Jerusalem. The, 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 the city later on would be known as the city of David, and among all also birthplace and so forth and so on. But um, also, you know, he didn't want, uh, a terrible war within the city. They want a whole lot of innocent people to die. And so he was running for unselfish reasons. But just like oh, we see as we read carefully uh, these texts, we can see uh, with, with David himself how he, how he seemed to know that God would find a way out. Whether it's Elijah or Moses or David or whoever, they're not really running. Just like in many cases, we have very strong people of faith that look like they may be running away, but they're just they're being led by the Holy Spirit as Moses was. And in this case, David is uh, running. Uh, and, 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 and like he said in his own words, David said, you know, as they mocked him and teased him and cursed him and, uh, you know, forgetting all the great things that he did, uh, as a warrior for the people, uh, he said, you know, no, no, God is going to make it right. It's going to turn all right, as we would say. Uh, so, you know, if that's how people are getting it off their chest, uh, there's, there's, if, if that's their catharsis or whatever, it's all right. I mean, um, my own son has turned against me. So what do you expect you know, other people to do? And, you know, I'm uh, filling, in, filling in the spaces here, but... Um, uh, and you see, there were more people who were related to Saul than people suspected. They were just waiting for a time when they could turn against me. But very significant as we, 
and tonight I want to share with you, if we look around verse 7, 8, 9, and you, we covered a little bit of this. Uh, we're in Second Samuel 17, starting from around verse uh, 7 or so. Uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit, how David was given advice. He was given advice previously that they should gather an army from, you know, from the, around the area and so forth and just go and just, uh, I mean, um, Absalom was given this advice that they should gather an army and just go after his father David uh, from the local area. David, as you'll see later on, understood much better that he could gather an army from a wide area because there were still a lot of people um, loyal to David. Uh, I'm not so much concerned about the advice that were given because obviously we see um, to Absalom uh, is this counsel that he received afterwards uh, that simply state that, listen, you have to be careful, as I paraphrase, going after David. David is a warrior. He is a seasoned warrior. We kind of talked about that before, but I'm getting at something here. His men are mad and they're devoted to him. His men are going to stick with him. They're not going to turn and run. They're going to fast fight to the last man. You know, one has to consider whether Absalom had has that kind of allegiance, that kind of devotion, that kind of commitment from the people who are urging him on. So one point I want to make here is that, you see, loyalty pays off. And David was trustworthy. David... The people believed in David. What David said is what he meant, and what he meant is what he said, and what he meant and what he said is what he did. He was dependable. People could trust him. And we have situations where, where people don't trust others. And so, you know, they're going to follow them, but so far. But in the case of David, they said, listen, David is, first of all, he'll figure out that you have a battle plan. He's with his men, but not with his men in a way that he'll be exposed to danger because the men, he, he inspires his followers. He inspires warriors. So he's going to protect himself. And as a matter of fact, he's going to take things into his hands. In verse 9, he has probably already hidden in some pit or cave. And when he comes out and attack a few of your men, the guerrilla warfare, they will panic among the, the uh, among your troops. Uh, uh, you know, this it, this would be Absalom troops, of course. Uh, but catch this, listen to this. And the word was spread that Absalom men are being slaughtered. Then even the bravest soldiers 
they have a heart they they would they would panic even though they may have a heart of a lion they even though them that they're, they're, they're strong and they, they, they you know they're capable fighters they will be paralyzed in fear because uh, deep down the people of Israel they know that David is a mighty and courageous fighter so that's another factor about David first of all he's not run away he's gathering his men is strategizing and then all of that if you look at how he talks is fully dependent on God he's not saying that he has been so good and that he is not saying that he has a right God you anointed me you how it is you could have me in this predicament He's not turning on God. He's not saying that. He's saying God has a plan too. And whatever it is, I'm going to accept it. But in all of that, you see that David is still believing that God will make him victorious. So I, 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 I thought about this and I, and I wanted to say this. How often do we lack confidence in our own abilities? How often do we doubt God's blessing in our lives that would make us victorious in all kinds of situations? And not a vital lesson to learn from David that in spite of the midst of the worst that could be happening to him and this had to be a very low point he believed in God therefore he believed in himself part of this whole thing about faith you know is how much do we believe in ourselves you know how much do we believe that through God through Jesus Christ we can do all things and that is a great lesson for us as we start off 2023 uh, you know the theme for the year is about being positive being positive and And so from the lesson tonight, yes, that's a question to ask. Um, this guy said to uh, Absalom, he said, yeah, you know, you're going to need more than the men that you need because what you're going to go up against, I recommend that you mobilize the entire army of Israel, bringing them from far as well down to, 
in the northern Bathsheba in the south. You need a big army. Let me tell you something. When the enemy comes after you, when the enemy comes after you in 23, he better come with a big army. And even with that, God has a plan. Uh, the anointed of God, those who have been touched by God, blessed by God, may seem that they ran away, but they run to receive more power and more might. And it all becomes a strategy that God has planned out for the enemies. Isn't God good? And we thank God for how he gave David the mighty victory. But then, as we look next week, and the victory doesn't necessarily come from battles. That amassing of armies that sometimes have been done. That, when I say armies, I mean in a figurative sense. Yeah, sometimes you have to do all kinds of preparation. But oftentimes, God gives us the victory. And this is part, you know well, of this whole thing of faith. This is part of the whole thing of faith. God <coughs> gives us the victory without the battle being fought. And so we'll start that with that there next week. We'll start with that. Oh, yes. Pray. And do whatever you have to do. Definitely go to God. Prepare yourself. Ask God direction. But the sound of a trumpet, I figuratively, your enemies will scatter. And it happened time and time again in the Bible. And that's why we do Bible studies. And it's happening time and time again, even right now in the lives of believers and people of faith that the victory is theirs and not a single shot has been fired. So to speak, God gives us victory. So we thank God for this lesson tonight. We ask that he continue to touch and bless us until we meet next week from 7 to 